Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever it may be for you. My name is Caitlin Umland, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Be That Girl. I hope you all had an amazing holiday, whatever you celebrated, wherever you celebrated it, however you celebrated it. I hope that it was a amazing, happy few days for you, and you got to spend some time with friends or family or by yourself if that's what you were needing this holiday season, and that you really just got to unwind and like let yourself and your brain rest. If you haven't gotten that chance yet, I want you to, I want to really encourage you to use these next few days before New Year's and New Year's Eve when like everyone actually, you know, goes back to work. Just take some time, reflect on your 2022, let yourself rest and replenish, go sit on the couch for 10 hours straight, whatever you need before we start the New Year strong next week. So quick, funny story for my family's Christmas my mom and my dad ended up having the entire extended family over for Christmas Eve, which in my family is like 30 people. It has not happened in at least five plus years. So it was people that we are not that close to. We haven't seen a lot lately. We haven't really talked a lot, but it was good. It was fun. The evening was fine. We ate, we played some games. And then, you know, you kind of hit like a dull moment where you're like, is there more to talk about? Do we keep talking? Like, what are we doing now? So I was like, mom, let's have a headstand contest. So long story short, we got almost every single person in my family to do a headstand, including my 60-year-old aunts and uncles and my 80-year-old plus grandma. It was hilarious. For those of you guys that don't believe me, I have video proof. Um, DM me and I can send you the video of Miss Sharon Lee, my grandma, doing a headstand and shaking her booty in the air. It was amazing. (laughs) But yeah, if you ever need something to spice up a family event, just make everyone do a handstand and then make sure you have some ice and maybe an ambulance on standby, depending on the athletic ability of your family. Speaking of athletic ability, let us dive into today's topic. So we all know what New Year's resolutions are. And one of the most popular categories of resolutions every single year is definitely like physical slash fitness related. Whether it's weight related, for example, every year I'm like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. Does it ever happen for me? Well, sometimes it does because it's all water weight. I lose the water weight and then I gain it back. But anyway, that would be an example of a physical resolution, obviously. Or whether you just want to start working out, you want to work out four times a week, you want to hit 10K steps every day. Whatever it is, almost all of us have some way that we want to improve our lives in terms of physical appearance and physical fitness. I want to talk a little bit today about the importance of being physically active, like the do's and don'ts of your workout routine, and then some of the best ways that I have implemented new fitness routines into my daily life. If you guys are weekly listeners, you know that I always say, oh, I'm no relationship professional, but like, this is my experience, so take what you want. But on this specific topic, I actually for once get to say that I am an expert. As you all know, I am a Pilates instructor. I'm a former D2 college athlete. I'm group fitness certified, soon to be personal trainer certified. So this is an area that I am actually extremely passionate about. I am extremely knowledgeable and experienced in this area. So I'm going to toot my own horn here for a second. I have a right to talk about this. But with that being said, like always, everything I talk about today might not work for you and that's totally fine. All of us are different and the most important thing is just finding what works best for you, your body, nobody else, just you and your body. The first thing that I wanna say is if you're looking to find a new workout routine, I'm saying this with my chest, do not, and I repeat, do not just follow any random quote unquote fitness influencer that you see on social media that has a rock and bod. 
Because one of the main things that they forget to tell you about is what role their genetics played into making the body that they have now. You could follow their workout routine to a T the entire year, but on December 31st, you guys will still end up with two completely different bodies because you are two completely different people. You are dealing with different genetics. You need different things. You like different things. Don't compare yourself to what you see on social media. You might think it's like, oh, it's motivation because I want to look like this. It becomes addicting and it influences how you see yourself in a negative way. Because as soon as you don't live up to that, you're like, well, I'm doing something wrong. I suck. No, your body is just different and that is okay. They don't show you how bloated they are at the end of the day. They don't show you their cellulite or all of the other things that actually make all of us so unique. They only show you what they want you to see. Not to mention the majority of these influencers aren't even sort of certified, certified, ew, aren't certified in any sort of fitness certification or have any sort of degree, which is fine. They still might be extremely knowledgeable and have found like great things that work for them, but that means they don't have the education they need to give somebody else advice. They don't have the knowledge, the basic knowledge of the human body that they need to understand what each different body needs and how to give it. Sorry, my dog's snoring. If you can hear me, she's right behind me. Love you, Lua. <laughs> anyway, with all that being said, you should not be working out to make your body look like someone else. You should be working out for a few different reasons. Number one, the endorph endorphins. We've all heard of runner's high, right? That feeling you get after finishing a long run or a lift or a yoga class. It's like, it genuinely is a natural remedy for anxiety, for depression. Obviously working out is good for you physically, but the mental and the emotional benefits, they really, people don't give them enough credit. It's a way to let out negative emotions, any anger that you might have. It's also just an hour to forget and dissociate. When you have your music playing, you're moving your body, you're not focusing on the daily stresses that are burning you. You're focusing on that moment, that workout, bettering yourself. It's one of my favorite hours of the day is the hour that I get to spend working out because all I'm focused on is me. I'm not worrying about what's for dinner. I'm not worrying about my ex-boyfriend. Like, you know what I mean? Focus on yourself. One thing that I hate hearing or reading on social media is something that I definitely, I definitely used to say it. My mom has said it to me. I'm sure many of you guys have also said it or heard someone else saying something like it without even realizing the repercussions that it has on you. I don't think any of us mean it in a bad way, but as I've gotten older, become more self-aware and more educated in this topic, it's, it's not a healthy way to look at fit, physical fitness. You are not moving your body to make room for dinner or to reward yourself with a drink later. The movement of your body is the reward. You are rewarding yourself and your body with movement because it gets you through every single day. It fights off sickness day in and day out for you. You are rewarding your body with healthy physical movement for all the times that you maybe haven't treated your body with the love and the respect that it deserves. Don't go run five miles because you know you're going to have a big meal tonight. Run five miles because you want to feel good in your body. You want your body to feel good. You want to still be able to move when you're in your 60s and 70s. You want to be able to play with your grandkids. Not because you want to go have a big meal tonight. Don't go lift for two hours because you drank too much over the weekend. Go lift for two hours to let your body know that you love it and are thankful for it and you want to keep it as healthy and as strong as possible to push its limits, see how far you can take it, how far you can improve. Now, a two-hour lift probably isn't something that I would suggest for most people. It's actually a problem that I see a lot of people make in their fitness journey. 
I've made this most definitely. So many people dive into 100, they dive in 100% to like a new diet or a new fitness routine thinking that it's all or nothing. And you know, you want to see a difference as soon as possible. I can totally relate to that. But in reality, when you make such a huge change in such a short amount of time, it's not sustainable. That's why they actually say diet culture is like so toxic. Diet culture is not healthy. It's not sustainable. You might reach your goal fast. You might lose those 10 pounds and then you're just going to gain them right back and more because you've restricted yourself so much for so long. It is not, it's not an all or nothing. Fitness is not an all or nothing. Nutrition is not an all or nothing. You have to just find the balance and find what works best for you. You should slowly start integrating new things, new changes, stay consistent with them so that it becomes more of a, like a routine or a habit and not just something that you're forcing yourself every day to do. For example, I decided back in October, I think it was that I wanted to walk like 10 K steps a day. So I first started with every other day for like two ish weeks. And then once I was consistently keeping up with every other day, then I started every day with 10 K steps. And now it's been about three months and I have yet to miss a day, even if that means running around my bed at 10 p.m. as I'm watching a show before I fall asleep. It's just rewarding to see that 10K come across my screen and know that I've given my body the daily movement that it needs, even if I might not have worked out that day. Start small. If your goal is to get in the gym every day a week, which I'll get into that a little bit more in a second, start with every other day, then add in some rest days. It shouldn't be an all or nothing approach. It should be slow and steady. It is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Now, one of the last things I'm going to talk about is this. Your body is going to need different things at different points throughout your life. And that is okay. You're not going to be able to do the same things at 40 that you did at 20. You're not going to be able to do the same things at 25 that you did at 15. And that is okay. It is okay to switch it up. And it's actually really beneficial for your results and for your body to switch it up. You don't have to stick to the same routine and you will see more change and improvement when you do switch it up. For example, when I was in high school, I was either practicing or had a soccer game every single day. Going into college, I was doing two a days to be able to pass my fitness test, which was actually a very unhealthy fitness test. And our trainer told us it wasn't good for our body, but our coach still, still implemented it. That's a whole nother story. He was cray cray. Anyway, once I got to college, it was either a practice or a game every single day again. And then in the off season, it turned into three practices a week, three two-hour lifts a week, and then the occasional spring game. <laughs> Looking back, I genuinely don't know how the fuck I was physically able to sustain, oh my gosh, let me start over. Looking back, I genuinely don't know how the fuck I was physically able to sustain that, but that's the thing. I was young and I was able and I recovered quickly, so I did it. Once I finished college soccer, I went into working out six days a week, mainly focusing on like HIIT workouts, which if you don't know what that means, it's high intensity interval training and then lifting weights. I sustained that for about three years before I kind of took some time to reflect. And I was just like, dude, my body hurts. Like it physically hurts. I'm sore constantly. I have arthritis in my knees from all my years of soccer. That was at an all time high. My progress was plateauing because I was exhausting my day, my body day in and day out. And I just couldn't sustain it. My body wanted rest. My body wanted restorative movements. My body didn't want me to do a burpee into a jump squat, into a hang clean, into a deadlift. Like for what? <laughs> and I was still doing two days. Like I said, for what? I wasn't training for anything. There was no need. I'm going to go off on a little tangent right now because this is a hill that I will die on. And research actually backs me up on this one. 
unless you are still a college or high school or professional athlete, why the fuck are you doing two a days? Why the fuck are you doing two a days? We've all heard about 75 hard. You have to do two 45 minute workouts a day. It's not healthy physically or mentally for your body. It's not. Your body needs rest. Give yourself an hour a day. Like that is a, more than enough. Your body needs time to recover. Two, or day, two a days are not necessary and you shouldn't be doing them. It's actually obsessive at that point. It can become addicting and not healthy for you physically or mentally. With that being said, now, if you want to hit a lift in the morning and then go for like a nice walk, that's different. That's totally fine. But two intense workouts a day are not necessary and they're actually negatively influencing your progress. Anyway, back to my point. When I was younger, I loved the daily hit and heavy lifting. Now that I'm 26, that would make me not be able to get out of bed. I'd be so sore. <laughs> I found a mixture for my workout split and it's the best I've ever felt physically in my entire life. It's actually, I'm capable of, I'm lifting better. I'm more flexible. Everything has improved overall. And this is how it goes for me. I lift one day a week. I do Pilates or yoga twice a week. And then I have one hit like cardio workout a week, whether that's cycling or like an actual hit class, whatever that is. So a lot more low impact and lower intensity, but not less of a workout. I think a lot of times when we see low intensity or low impact, we're like, well, that's like a low workout. Like that sucks. That's not true. It's just nicer to your body. It's kinder to your body. You're not bouncing off the walls, hurting your knees, hurting your joints. You're getting just as good of a workout in in just a different way. So that's four days total a week. My body feels amazing and the results have been amazing. I have enough time between each workout to like really let my muscles recuperate. I'm hardly ever painfully sore. And you know, there's a difference, right? Between sore and painfully sore. Obviously, like I get a little sore from Pilates. I'm like, wow, my core hurts. But painfully sore is when I wouldn't be able to like laugh or cry or cough because I'm in so much physical pain. If you are painfully sore, that means you've pushed your body too far and past its limits. On the topic of four times a week, the scientifically proven amount of times a week that we should be moving through intense workout is as follows. Once again, I have the research to back this up. I have the certification to back this up. If you need proof, holler at me and I'll show it to you. Children, specifically like under the age of 18, can and should work out up to seven days a week, mainly cardio. 18 to like early 20s, so maybe like 24, can work out about five days a week, a mixture of low intensity and high intensity workouts. Mid 20s to middle age, which is where I am, they actually do suggest four times a week and also a mixture of high intensity and lower intensity, but more focused on the low intensity. And then obviously when you reach your older age, you know what I'm saying, no more than three times a week. But regardless of how old you are or how many times a week that you work out, the end goal should be daily movement and feeling good in your body. Daily movement and a daily workout are different. Daily workout, intense, scheduled time. Daily movement, it can be anything, whether that's a walk, a bike ride, a stretch. Move your body in some way every single day. Play with your kids. Um, I took a pole dancing class one time with my friends. That was my workout for the day. I burned like 400 calories. It was exhausting, but it was so fun. And I moved my body that day. As always, I am always, as always, I am available. If you guys ever have any questions or want to talk about anything fitness related, anything physical related, my goal for all of you and for myself this year is to just feel confident in our bodies, to feel happy, healthy, and fulfilled with a whole lot of self-love. Find what works for you. If something's not working for you, try something different. 
There's never a bad time to switch it. It's not one size fits all. As always, thank you for joining me. I will be back here in a week or two with another episode. But until then, XOXO, the queen.